It's time to mock draft heading into week five. No, I don't stop mock drafting once week one kicks off. I think it's important to mock draft and calibrate, recalibrate, if you will, your values, your valuation of players, quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, as their value goes up and down. Everybody thinks there's no more ADP once week one kicks off. I've coined something a little different here at the Fantasy Football Show. I call it ATP, Average Trade Position Data. Where would you place a player if drafting today? AKA, where would you trade for him? What value do you put on that player heading into a trade right now moving forward? It's basically rest of season rankings. And I think if you don't do mock drafts right now, you're gonna get left way behind. It's an exercise, it doesn't amount to like doing a league but it helps you with trades and and knowing where your team stands looking forward. An honest inward looking view at your team and maybe your mindset. Maybe you need to do something like this in order to know where you really value Kenyon Drake. And I'm gonna find out right now when I'm put to the test and I gotta do a mock draft, where am I gonna put Kenyon Drake? Will he not be anywhere near my top 30? I don't know, we'll find out mock draft time. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. Okay, so let's go to the marker board. I can't emphasize enough this is looking forward. Week five on. We're not accounting for anything that's happened in the past point-wise other than it shapes the way we look at the players moving forward. Week five on. As of right now, Christian McCaffrey is not back, but he will rank really high for me. But as of right now, 1.01 is going to be Alvin Kamara. Look, with all the injuries going on, Kamara is your workhorse. Kamara is the most likely player to score the most amount of touchdowns from week five on from the running back position. 1.02, Zeke Elliott. After Alvin Kamara, I think Elliott has the most TD potential walking into week five on. And, and Elliott, I think they're going to lean on him a ton moving forward. We see this all the time where a workhorse running backs underutilized in the first couple weeks. The team, you know, has ups and downs and then they revamp what they're doing, get back to the ground game. I think Elliott's going to be one of those players where people are like, damn, I could have traded for him at like number five or six overall value. In hindsight, that's going to be a steal. Even though it's still top five, six overall value you're paying in a trade, Elliott could be a steal trading for him as the sixth, seventh overall player. And when you do a package deal, you can disguise him as a sixth, seventh, or eighth overall player uh, by throwing in another player and just kind of getting things clouded up by these package two for two or three for two deals. That's what they do. Half of the time when I do a package deal is to muddy up the water so I can get a player a little cheaper by surrounding the trade with all this what if value. I love that you can handcuff both of these guys to their super handcuffs. 1.03 is going to be Dalvin. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Cook. 
playing lights out right now. The only thing standing in the way of, of Cook being top three overall for the rest of the year is injury. The dude is playing completely out of his mind. He's a yardage beast. He's a touchdown machine. If you have Madison, you're good. Again, the super handcuffs. Madison to Cook, Lat Murray to Kamara, Pollard to Elliott. You're golden if you have those three running backs with their cuff. You're locked into top six to 10 overall production. 1.04 is going to be my man Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who a lot of people are gonna think is not worthy of being in this top four, but he is. I know Clyde could be doing better, people. He had a monster week one. He had another game with over 130 total yards. That leaves only two other games. You've only played four games. How is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire no longer in most people's top five? Clyde is a great buy low right now. And I think especially, like I said, with these package deals, if you give away an A-Rob to get like an A.J. Brown, who I, I think is going to be as good as A-Rob moving forward, it affords you a major upgrade where you can take your running back and turn it into Clyde. You're probably not going to get anybody to do a knee-jerk reaction with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in a one-for-one one deal. Understand that. You have to get creative and do a two-for-two, two, a three-for-two. Make it confusing. Separate the, I don't want to do that deal because I like Clyde, and make them evaluate more players and lean on, well, I want to do it because of that player now. Think about it. The more players that are involved, the more you could potentially hook them into making a deal because they're like, well, I do like that player. They got a lot of potential. Maybe I'll trade Clyde too then. Package deals are the answer. 1.5 is going to be, I'm going to put CMC here. Now, you got to bake in the fact that you're not going to maybe have him for a week or two more. We don't know. There's whispers about him coming back early. He could be another two or three weeks. you got to know that. 1.06, it has to be Aaron Jones. Take a lap, Smitty, for doubting him heading into 2020. Now, I will say I still worry about the guy getting hurt. This is a COVID season where people are dropping left and right, and this guy has been notorious for not being able to stay on the field. Give him an, an offseason. He probably didn't get the work that he needed to get in, the nutrition. I just worry that he's going to break down. We'll see if I'm right on that. But as of right now, I change directions. It's my job to not hold a grudge or stick to my guns or be stupid with my advice. And right now, Aaron Jones deserves to be at 1.6. You could even say no tear break for him yet, but he's at the bottom of tier one with those running backs. Notice how we haven't gone wide receiver yet. I think I'm going to roll with Derrick Henry right here. I know people are ready to jump off this ship already, but I'm going to roll with Josh Jacobs right here. I think he has a really, really good week five on. Let's go with our first wide receiver and DeAndre Hopkins. I think you can draw a tear break right here and call everybody from 1.06. So Aaron Jones up a tear break. And I think all these guys can remain in tier two. I think Mike Thomas is on the verge of returning and you got to put him at 1.10. I mean, you could argue a couple other players here, but I'm putting an MT there. 1.11, give me Calvin Ridley. 
I know a lot of you are afraid that Ridley's going to vanish, and he did last week. You know, no points is scary for anybody that, that's riding that. Oh, my God, do I actually have the next top five overall player at his position? Calvin Ridley? And then he, he drops a, a zero. But the dude is legit. We knew this was going to happen. He was on my bold predictions heading into 2019 for a reason. Last year on my top 10 bold predictions, I said the baton was going to get handed to him in 2019. That was a year early. It happens, but don't have a knee-jerk reaction to him dropping zero points in week four. Ridley's a top five overall wide receiver moving forward. Look where I'm ranking him right here. 1.12. We're going on a wide receiver run. Give me Devontae Adams. He wanted to return last week, I think. Even if he was to miss another week, I don't think he will. Adams is uh, my 1.12 moving forward. A first rounder. Green Bay looks amazing. Aaron Rodgers looks amazing. He's going to get a ton of work. He'll be back. Don't worry about him. Now, this next one's going to be shocking. This would be round two. 2.1, I'm going to go with Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt, one of my biggest league winners, looking like he's going to walk fantasy owners into the promised land. Congratulations for all of you that had the cojones to draft this dude at a pretty high price tag heading into to August and September. I'm not going to lie. He crept up there into a range that made a lot of us be like, what are we doing? But we trusted that the guy had the talent, he's in the right system, and he's actually a better player overall than Nick Chubb. He's been proving it from a backup role behind Chubb, outscoring him, uh, and, and now now you got a top, what, five running back for the next four or five, six weeks, and when uh, Chubb returns, I think he returns to a 50-50 at worst, and in that offense under Stefanski, with the way they utilize the running back, in the worst-case scenario, he's doing exactly what he did before Chubb just went down. I'm okay with that. You're okay with that. We're all okay with that. 2.2 would be Jonathan Taylor. And I think everybody and their mothers worried about this guy. Very good go buy low right now. Mike Thomas, I buy low. Cream Hunt, you can't buy low anymore. None of the players above you can really buy low other than maybe Josh Jacobs right now because he had three TDs in week one, hasn't scored since, been very pedestrian ever since that week one outing. People are freaking out. Go buy low on Jonathan Taylor right now, heading into week five. Go buy low on Josh Jacobs heading into week five. He is a top six to 10 running back lock in my opinion. And same thing with Jonathan Taylor. You're not gonna be able to buy Camaro low. You're not gonna be able to buy Elliott low. You might be able to buy Elliott kind of low, lower than you should. So take a stab. He's still playing well overall, but if you own the guy, you've been wanting more. You've been worried about him. Try to get him in some kind of uh, package deal, like a three for two or a two for two. Cook's playing out of his mind. You can't buy low on him. You could maybe buy low a little lower than you should on Derrick Henry. In some cases, you could maybe still buy low on Christian McCaffrey. Most of his owners are going to be like, I've waited this long, tough break. I'm not trading the guy, but take a stab. You don't want to be the owner that gets the email or notification. You're sitting there typing away at your TPS report. The email comes by, the Slack comes by. Bill from accounting traded Christian McCaffrey for a scrub that would be drafted in round four right now. Or even a better player like a James Robinson. You can get McCaffrey with a second round equivalent player right now from a team that's lost four games. Take a stab. It can't hurt to try, but buying low on McCaffrey, that window's probably closed. I've been beating that drum 
for weeks now. Christian McCaffrey's in my top five moving forward. He's a steal anywhere below that value. So even if you can't buy it low, you can still buy it reasonable pretty decent pricing that can win you a league if you can get him at like seven or eight or ten overall value you guys with extra quarterbacks because you got josh allen and a rod you can make a deal where you can get mccaffrey give somebody a quarterback of their need and, and upgrade your running back into McCaffrey. Get creative. Don't just stop after one or two offers and be like, I can't get McCaffrey. The guy in my league's not giving him up. How many offers have you sent out, James2751 on YouTube? Lost many I sent out three in the past two weeks. Not enough. You should be sending out 10 offers a week. That's how dad did it. That's how I do it. That's how you should do it. I'm gonna keep going with the wide receiver run at 2.3. I'm gonna go with Tyreek Hill. 2.4 feels like Mike Evans territory to me. I don't know about you, but the guy's on a tear this year and he's not even playing healthy. That concerns me, but not enough to drop him lower than this. 2.5 feels very James Robinson-like. What am I doing here? We'll put J-Rob there. 2.6 feels very DK Metcalf territory. 2.7, I'm gonna go with Kenny Galladay. And I know a lot of you are gonna be like, what, why would you take Galladay there? I think he's a top five to seven wide receiver moving forward. I have no problem taking him near the end of the second round moving forward. Again, moving forward, this has nothing to do with weeks one through four, other than the fact that it shapes how we're ranking them, how they're doing and performing. We know what's going on. But one through four, we're not getting those points. Week five on. 2.8, I'm rolling with Mahomes. I know a lot of you are gonna get so mad at this. How are you still like Mahomes in the second round? I never take a QB early, Smitty. Remember, I'm not drafting Mahomes really at 2.8 or Gold at 2.7. We have a lot of down players. Barkley, Chubb, Eckler. A lot of people are down for the count right now. We're taking a bunch of those players off the board and moving everybody up. So 2.7 and 2.8 are really like 3.01 when you take all the pieces off the board that we've taken off. So check yourself before you start coming at me and being like 2.8. 2.8 right now is different than 2.8 back in, in August and September. This is where it gets kind of shaky. Do you go Miles Sanders? Do you believe in Mixon yet? Allen Robinson? We can go with Miles Sanders at 2.9. Maybe at 2.10 we go mixing. Can you even see that? So 2.9 miles, 2.10 mixing. I'm okay with that. Again, a lot of pieces have been taken off the board from Barkley, Chubb, Eckler. 2.10 is not the same as it used to be. 2.11, give me uh, Kittle over the middle. 2.12, give me A-Rob at uh, 2.12. I think he's a good sell high, but at the same time, he's playing lights out right now. He needs to be in the 2.10 to 2.12 range, especially given all the pieces that we've taken off the board from Barkley on down to the guys that are out. It's almost like a keeper league. We're writing in keepers and taking them off the board, but the only difference is they're out, they're hurt. They're not keepers. 3.1, we're gonna roll with Let's go with Travis Kelsey. At 3.2, I'm probably gonna surprise you again and go Lamar. I think Lamar is so undervalued right now. Probably the only buy low that makes me like jump out of my seat. Probably the only buy low right now when people send me uh, some dumb offer where they're trading Lamar away for, for garbage. I'm like, <laughs> best buy low right now in 2020.
Now that Christian McCaffrey's buy low window is closed because you've been waiting weeks and haven't found a way to get him on your roster on the cheap, this remains the top buy low heading into the remainder of the season. Lamar Jackson can win you a league, and I think you could buy him much lower than my 3.2 ranking because I'm super high on him. A lot of people are worried about him. They think defenses have figured him out. So you can imagine where other people rank him way below 3.2 value equivalent. Here's where it gets crazy dicey. Do you go early on a, a Mark Andrews who's playing well? You can't draft Nick Chubb or Eckler here. You'd lose your league if you drafted him right now. And it's hard to say that, but it, it's the truth. Taking all of the injured players off the board, like Chubb, Eckler, Barkley, and all those guys, the best wide receivers left on the board right now are Diggs, A.J. Brown, Chark, Godwin, Julio, who's hurt. Julio may not even play week five. McLaurin, Juju, Robert Woods, D.J. Moore, Lockett, Keenan Allen, Amari Cooper, Thielen, Tyler Boyd, Odell Beckham Jr. Waller's available at tight end. I said Mark Andrews. At running back, the best options available are, again, taking Eckler and Chubb off the board, Melvin Gordon, Chris Carson, David Montgomery, Raheem Mostert, Mike Davis, whose value will drop off. He has a short shelf life, but, you know, he's playing equivalent to these guys right now. Like, Mike Davis is this good, but he has a shelf life. David Johnson, Joshua Kelly has a, a five, six-week window, but then he could tail off a little bit. But Joshua Kelly could play like Mike Davis, as good as these guys for that window of time, but you can't draft him here. DJ, maybe, I don't, but I could understand anybody wanting to. Antonio Gibson, James Conner, Kenyon Drake. We're really at the territory where it's Chris Carson, it's Kenyon Drake, it's James Conner, it's Stefan Diggs, Mark Andrews territory. I don't know where to even go right here. I'm pretty sure if I mock drafted right now and one hour from now, my 3.3 to like 6.1 would be completely different from one mock to another. The guy at 3.3 could be like 3.8 on my second mock. I feel like Connor might be the best play here. I feel like Carson is the best value, but then trade him because I don't trust him to retain the 3.3, 3.4, 3.5 value that he probably has on, on its face. Same thing with David Johnson right here. I may draft him here, but to trade him at the value here because I don't trust that it will sustain. Mostert is a good, decent option right here, even though he's coming back from injury. AJ Brown, I believe, is worthy of this value range. Mark Andrews feels probably one of the safest plays here. David Montgomery and Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake, despite how much we're all mad at him, including me, deserves to be in the 3.3 to 3.7 conversation. He does. Mixon busted from weeks one through three, people, and then he came out in week four and exploded. If Kenyon Drake does that one more week through week four and actually had a pretty okay week one, everyone's gonna be back on the Kenyon Drake train. But I acknowledge that the risk is there that Arizona will give Edmonds more work and that worries me. Drake needs to blow up soon in a good way or he could blow up in a bad way uh, within a week or two. I guess the real question is where do you put Russell Wilson, Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, Kyler Murray? Are they 3.3 worthy at this point? I think so. You can make an argument that when it gets cloudy and you're talking about Chris Carson, you're talking about David Montgomery, Kenyon Drake, Maybe I would rather have a Josh Allen at 3.3. Call me crazy. And again, 3.3 is not 3.3. A lot of players are off the board. Russell Wilson's a fine 3.3 right here. So you tell me below 
who you like right at this range. Tell me what you think of my, my mock up until the 3.3, but tell me who you like at 3.3, 3.4. Who would you slot right here? Who do you feel is the easy call at 3.3 and 3.4? I want to hear it in the comments below. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. Smitty, 